Ladies and gentlemen, hello, good morning to your friends. I am here today with the JMT TV and the Pure Jamie Milne podcast. It's a bit close, isn't it? Too, too much. <laughs> this is, let me introduce you to a very dear friend, um, an absolute quality, salt of the earth, human being and a person I am very privileged to call a friend. I love this lady dearly. Uh, a little intro, this is Candy McNamara. She is a myotherapist. She works for a number of different places and obviously just herself, but um, health retreat, uh, where she deals with people going through recovery from addiction and things like that. Uh, in tune physiotherapy. Sports physio, yeah. Yeah, sports physio. Does a bit of her own stuff. I've known Candy for a number of years. She's also a mum of some magnificently wonderful children. <laughs> I get uh, the honor of training these guys once a week as a family, which is really cool. Thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it's beautiful children. She's a mum. She's a super mum. She's a super health professional. I love it dearly, as I've said about five times now, I just realized. Um, but it's a really interesting topic today. And one I, a lot of us have thoughts about, concerns about, um, insights about, people that we know, and it's the topic of men's mental health, uh, which is a very, very hot topic of conversation and communication out on the various platforms. But the catalyst, before I hand over to Candy, the catalyst for this discussion, because this is a bit of an impromptu discussion, yeah. I mean, I like any reason to sit this close to Candy, um, but seeing as this is a podcast, is a great opportunity. Um, Candy one day was at work, working as a myotherapist, and in this particular day, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Candy explain a little bit more, she treated 10 men in a row. So it was a busy day at work, but it just so happens, coincidentally, these were 10 men. And in Candy's opinion, there was an enormous common thread with all of these men. And I just happened to be one of these men. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was really interesting what Candy spoke to me about afterwards, afterwards, which essentially was the catalyst for our conversation today. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Candy. I'm going to let her share basically what we spoke about and her thoughts, and then we'll take, we'll take the conversation from there. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I did. I treated 10 men. Um, these 10 men were what some would call probably alpha males, very high achieving men in their field. Um, all obviously on my table for a reason. So pain, injury, um, they were um, in the right place, mm. um, but all very highly strung, all very, I guess, unable to switch off, to, to, to turn down that level, um, even when they get on the table. Um, when people get on my table, they are generally have minimal clothing on. Um, it's a very vulnerable kind of position to be in. Um, so it does quite often bring out a lot of Concerns, a lot of it, it's like being in a hairdresser. Um, people kind of just let go when they're on 
supply table, mm. um, which is great because they feel comfortable to do that kind of stuff. Um, the thing that kind of resonated with me on that day was the, the common thread amongst these people. So the common thread of high achieving males that just, yeah, just don't know how to take a step back. Um, there's just, yeah, and all beautiful people, all beautiful, amazing people, but every single one of them um, just, yeah, is a beautiful human being. But the concern was, with me was this, I guess, burnout. Mm. Um, that you can see in the future um, and because I kind of work with people at both ends mm. of the spectrum so I've worked with athletes um, you know Olympic medalists mm, wow. Guinness world record holders <laughs> um, but in turn I also work with people who are detoxing people who are recovering mm. from addiction. Wow. Um, so you have both ends of the spectrum and it's, there's not a lot of difference between both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Men, what are we doing? Um, I, like that is just my personal mm. opinion, but um, yeah, I believe people, athletes and high achieving people, um, whether it be in sport, in whatever they're doing, in, mm. in work, have to have some kind of something mm. inside of them, um, which may also be similar to something that addicts have and people that mm. turn them the wrong way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just one simple decision that makes you turn. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting because this particular day, as as we alluded to at the start, there were there were ten of us men, and I think were we all business business owners. Yeah. yeah. So just so happened, no such thing as a coincidence. It <laughs> happened that there were ten of us, and we we're like bang, 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 seeing candy, and obviously as candy was saying, she noticed this common thread, um, and I and I suppose like a, a couple of things that I see. I mean, I don't intimately deal with. Um, people that, that like Candy does, I, I deal with human beings, yeah, at an intimate level, but different. They're obviously not half-naked training in the gym, although that is debatable. Yeah, no, I'll give or take the odd bit of clothing, but it is still rather intimate. And, and I suppose, look, a couple of things. Look, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of, of awareness, and I think without having awareness... <clears throat> it's it's really hard. It's, it's pin the tail on the donkey. What is causing the problem? So there's a couple of things that I... And these are these are just my opinions and my insights. So, like in the nineteen thirties, I think Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, a couple of these other psychoanalytical founders of our time, they 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 had they would describe a depressed person, right? As de de a depressed person was somebody that had an internal hate for themselves. They actually hated themselves. Nowadays, there's a different uh, thought process or a different description or opinion of a depressed person. A depressed person is a stressed person. So I sit there and I think, okay, so all 10 of us blokes are 
potentially showing showing signs of being stressed. So then we think to ourselves, well, what is a stressed person? So a stressed person is a person that has way too many demands and not enough resources. And so when you find yourself in a situation, and I see this with people that come in the gym, and again, Candy would see this at a deeper level when, when men are feeling like, okay, this is a safe space. Candy is an, an, an elite professional. She's the only one I let um, fix my body up with all the crazy shit that I do. So I trust her with everything that you see here. Um, and so do these guys. So like she said, they feel comfortable, uh, vulnerable, and brave enough to share things, right? So if we go on the assumption that a stressed person is somebody that is experiencing way too many fucking demands, not enough resources, then we've got a problem. Then we've got something that is manifesting either psychologically or physically or both. What do you think about that? Um, that waffle. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I think... Um, you kind of, we kind of live in this this era where it's it is normal, if not a an accolade, to go. Oh my god, I worked fifteen hours today, and then I came home, and you know, and then you're running around with the kids, or you're, you know, there's just it is just one thing on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other. Mm. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> it's kind of a it's. From my experience, it's a male thing too. A male will walk in um, to my treatment room and the phone is on or they'll be on the phone or they'll be sending emails or they'll be doing something. Mm. There is never any kind of downtime. Um, I've actually got a few clients who will walk in and I will say to them, put the phone down, turn the phone off. like." You're not touching the phone. Um, Come on. It's just this continuous, we're continuously bombarded with stresses. Um, and that's creating this, we're in this fight or flight mode. Yeah, constantly in this fight or flight mode. Um, and when you are constantly in your fight or flight mode, you are doing things like, um, activating your vagus nerve, um, which is increasing your heart rate, which mm. is increasing inflammation in your body, which is, you know, you're having issues with your gut and it, the effects on your overall health um, are huge. Um, you know, all the itises, so arthritis, tendonitis, <laughs> um, bursitis, all of these things that you walk into a physio or a manual therapist for lead back to inflammation in your body. Mm. If you're in a constant stressed, constantly stressed all the time, mm. you're increasing those danger. Yep. The body's thinking you're in danger all the time. You're constantly running away from the lion. Mm. So, and that's the thing with with regards to the autonomic nervous system, it doesn't know the difference between real or fake. So, all of these, 
you know, emails, this, the, these conversations, these platforms, these demands, your body has no idea. You could be out on the, you know, out on the planes running away from lions, or you could be dealing with the accounts and social media platforms and got to make that phone call and got to pick the kids up from there and got to do this, got to do that, all the goddess. Um, so your body doesn't know the difference. So it's just into that sympathetic response or sympathetic dominance, the fight or flight response. It, <laughs> I'm feeling like it. I'm feeling guilty. <laughs> but I'm feeling like this is directed at me. Um, maybe. maybe. <laughs> one, thing I, one thing I know from my experience and, and working with people, and again, distinctively different from, it's kind of like the people that I work with end up going to see Candy because they're no. Just <laughs> Candy, another one beside us, another one, tendonitis, another one. <laughs> um, that was a joke, <laughs> fucking joke, laughing. Um, it's often what, what I see. So in, as working as a psychotherapist now, what I see um, and I was thinking of a really cool, I love metaphors. I was thinking of a metaphor and it's really relevant here. And I, we are going to provide a solution too. I'm, I'm going to give some solutions to, to um, for men because you can't have the problem without the solution. Yeah. There's got to be a solution. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what the solution is, but that's where Candy and I are going to collaborate and see what we come up with. But before that, when people, uh, it's like when we talk about too many demands, not enough resources, so that manifests, right? So that could manifest as all of the itises can manifest as addiction or bad habits. The addiction, the bad habits, the itises are the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll say that again. The, the addiction, the bad habits, the itises, the whatever, the the manifestation of the stress that men are experiencing is the icing on the cake. We've got to find out what the actual cake is. What is the cake? Because all this other stuff is the icing. That's the symptoms of something else. Yeah. Um, and that I know is fact. So when a person comes to see me and they're like, I'm stressed off my head, I can't stop drinking, I'm stressed off my head, I find myself with a face full of fucking magnums at night time with a all porto chicken, two sides <laughs> and a bit of bread. Uh, if you find yourself with that, they're the symptoms. That's the icing on the cake. We want to find out what the cake is. Do you see that? Yeah. Like, would you say that? Like when you're dealing with people? So the tendonitis is a symptom of something else? Yes. Yeah, so if... I mean, male or female, if someone walks into my clinic and will say to me, okay, I've been diagnosed with bursitis of my shoulder, um, tendonitis, Achilles tendonitis, and plantar fasciitis. Um, and, but they're not athletes, they're just a regular person. Um, first thing I ask is what happened? And probably 75% of the time, it'll be nothing. Mm. It just happened. Um, so the first, I icing, then, icing, <laughs> what's I the cake? Ask them, you know, how are you sleeping? Oh, wow. What are you eating? Mm. Um, and you know, these people will generally say, oh, I don't sleep well, mm. or I've got a terrible diet, or I've got gut issues, or there's usually something else going on now. That's not my, that's not my expertise, mm. but I know people 
with these expertise. <laughs> I know uh, some I know, people. I know some people. Um, and so um, I like to look after people, not just muscles. Um, so I will generally send these people off to see someone. Mm. Some of them I never see again, but I know that they've been to see a nutritionist or a dietitian, which has helped them with what mm. they're eating. I know that they've been to see maybe a hypnotherapist or a mm. psychologist or something mm. that is helping them get to that underlying problem. Um, yeah, I can, I can help with the symptoms. I can help with the icing. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely little yeah, cream cheese frosting on your carrot cake. And for a lot of people, it is just telling them that, mm. hey, you know, you've got Crohn's and you've been diagnosed with Crohn's. You also have bursitis and tendonitis. Mm, maybe there's a link there. Mm. Um, <laughs> they don't understand. They don't realize that. Um, mm. And it's like a light bulb moment. A lot of people will look at me and go, huh, yeah. Mm. Sometimes we need that reassurance, don't we? Like from a, a, a healthcare professional like yourself to say, hey, I just love the fact you're, you're so supportive, nurturing, professional, and just the whole, you know, whole outsourcing, you know. As much as we want to help everybody, it's also, you know, here I am, this is my expertise, but I know some people. Yeah. And that, I think that's really beautiful yeah. that you can provide that for people. I think like out of all, like if you're listening to this podcast or watching the video, like if what we're saying is triggering you and you're thinking like, yep, that's me, that that whole, I've got too many demands, I'm a bloke, I'm juggling balls, I've got my work or business, or I've got whatever, or, or, or a female, like everybody's experiencing yeah. it. It was just so happened that it was all yeah. business owning, yeah. business owning, yeah, small <laughs> business owners, men on this yeah. particular day. If you've got all those demands, and you don't have enough resources at the end of the day. So that, again, this is my opinion. And as being a bloke, one of the one of the most courageous, bravest, most vulnerable things I ever did, and like I ever did, and I I do if I don't mind giving my little trumpet a little toot. <laughs> I consider myself in that alpha male category. Yeah. Like I, I really do. And one of the bravest. Uh, courageous vulnerable things I ever did was admit my weaknesses and admit the chinks in my armor and admit oh geez the voice even broke easy <laughs> I'm not gonna cry which is okay if you do but geez that was weird um, I admitted my, my weaknesses and upon doing that I thought that was one of the most courageous things I ever did because when I realized that I was an alcoholic, when I realized I exercised excessively, that was my icing on the cake. I had to find out what fucking cake am I eating? What is this? Where is this coming from? And that was life changing for me. And I found enormous strength in my, in my weaknesses, basically what I deemed as weaknesses. I, I have a small thought process around overwhelm and stress and things that people can look at and consider so they can sort of go from burnout closer to balance and we'll probably uh, close up on this but I, I'd obviously love Candy as a, as a healthcare professional and my therapist to give her opinion on it <clears throat> so I had like these four S's <laughs> the four S's, the four S's. Yeah, yeah 
It doesn't mean it's right, but this is my experience and my suggestions. Uh, I thought self-care was super important. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, I've got too many demands, not enough resources, self-care is a huge one. And whatever self-care looks like for you. Can I stop you there? Yeah. Um, so you say self-care. So me as a female, I if I need self-care, I will like chill out. I'll get my girlfriends and I'll we'll go for a coffee or we'll go for a walk or yep. something like that. I'll, mm fill myself with good people, I'll pull in the good people, or alternatively, um, I am very much an introvert, so I will lock myself down, um, which is just me being my own company, and it's not at all kind of, it's just what I need to do to recharge myself. That's why she doesn't reply to my messages. <laughs> um, I'm okay. So, as a male, you say self-care, mm -hmm. but is it like is it frowned upon to go and have coffee with your mates or go and have like what is self-care for a male? Yeah, I, I I think good point. I think it I think it varies. I think this is where I'll circle back to awareness. Without awareness, you're kind of struggling a little bit. So if we think about what is it that makes you feel like you are taking care of you? And as an introvert as well, if I get my own time for like half a day, oh, fuck, it's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. If I can be left alone on an island <laughs> with no way of coming back. 60 days. 60 days, yeah. No, so I think it varies. And whatever self-care is represented, like seeing you, you know, once a fortnight, um, to vent, to vent <laughs> about my problems. And um, then I have to go into my bubble. <laughs> that's why she does see how this works. I see Candy, I vent, she then introverts, doesn't reply to me for three weeks. Um, so like seeing you is self-care, taking yeah. care of my So that that's it for me. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really good point though, but I think it's knowing what does self-care look like for you. Yeah. The other one I had, because we've got four S's, see what you think, <laughs> space. Allowing yourself some space. So a lot of these men that Candy's talking about, I work with them on a physical level in the gym. And exactly that. In between reps of like an enormously heavy deadlift, we've got emails going, we've got everything yeah. going, and that's not space. Yeah. So space for me, I can't, I can't, I cannot. I, I find it very difficult chose my words better i find it very difficult to be away from my phone for too long because my phone is my lifeline to my business my clients um and stuff like that but i manage it for space when i'm feeling overwhelmed i'll or stressed i'll check my phone at five ten three done that's it as opposed to beep oh, oh shit beep oh shit space what do you think about that um yeah that's great if you can, <laughs> okay, practice what you preach. Oh, so, fuck the recovery room, amazing place. You go into the recovery room. Biggie ups, Pete, okay. Dr. Pete. We love it. I love it. Oh. Um, you, you go into the recovery room and it is called the recovery room. It's for you to check your emails. Oh. Yeah, hello. <laughs> it's for you to chill out. It's for you to. Every single person in there has their phone in their hands. True. People take their phone into the sauna. 
I even saw one person take their phone into the I was taking photos. I was taking photos of you in the other sauna. <laughs> Creepy. Candy. Creep. You took your phone into the spa. Easy. Yeah. This isn't about me, it's about the it's other nine not. men. It's I'm not. listing I'm listing all nine of you men at the bottom of the show notes. But um I Body think, by Leon. <laughs> I think uh, <coughs> I think having Nick Andrews. <coughs> can you stop? Sorry, sorry. Confidentiality. Um having saying and doing are two completely different things. Mm. Living being present, mm-hmm. um, yes. When when we spoke about doing this podcast, I I kind of went and maybe asked a few people a few questions, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they were on my table in a vulnerable position and were completely honest with me, um, and a lot of them came back and said being present. Well, they were on their phone. Um, Being but, present, just update. It's the story. Yeah, not just just <laughs> being in the moment mm. is is massive, and I think yeah. that's got a lot to do with space. But mm. space, like, I'm looking up, mm. is huge. Like, mm. put your right. phone down, look up. Right. Point taken. Going on point taken. <laughs> point taken. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a good one. Space. It's, it's not about you. It's, I feel it's, you attacked. It's, it's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next S I had, quickly moving on. The next S I had, so we had self care, we had space, the other one was support. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a big one. So in my work with people at a psychotherapy level, some people feel they don't have support. So I'm like, who's your important people? One of the first questions I ask, who are your people? Some people feel they don't have people. One, that saddens the fuck out of me. Two, without sounding cold and callous, there is someone out there for you. And sometimes we have to pay for that. I pay, or I haven't been in a while, but I pay to see Candy. Candy helps my body. I haven't been in a while. What's that? Every two weeks. I also am a massive fan of specific, individualized mental health care support. I invest a lot of money in doing further learning and courses in that psychotherapy modality around that space, and I treat that as working through my own shit. Prior to that, I spent an enormous amount of money to work with psychologists because I'm a massive believer in that. So when we feel like we don't have anybody, one, you can pay for someone and they will listen and they are Switzerland. They're not there to judge you. They're there to listen yeah. to you and to add guidance and support and nurturing to get you back to a health, happy, healthy life. Further to that, if you can't afford that, which is cool, they have mental health care plans in Australia, which are just incredible. Mm-hmm. They take the sting out of the financial investment. Even beyond that, if you still can't afford that, there is lifeline, there are people, there are charities and people out there that will listen to you. So there, oh, I don't want to sound harsh, there's no reason why you can't reach out. And even further to that, I know that sometimes you, when you're going through a depression, when you're going through a stress state, when you're going working through some kind of anxiety, it, it feels like you are alone. It feels like you are isolated. It feels like you are the only fucking person that is going through that. 
that it, this just happens to you because you are experiencing your world and I get that. It takes one, one fucking just one little moment of courage just to reach out, just, just, just once. Leap the fuck off the cliff, not literally, and your wings will open when you reach out, as soon as that person gets on the other end of the phone or the other end of the table or the other end of the chair or the other end of, you know, getting some treatment, it is a much better outcome. Yeah. Support. Yeah. I went on and on a little bit there, but I just, yeah, sorry. I think that's huge. Um, and is that all right? I think what you, what you said yeah. at the end was the big thing, like courage. Um, takes so, a fucking little bit, men. It's a, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. So just drop the ego. Um, just, just. Oh, I lived ages ago. <laughs> I think it would have met you. Like, it's like gone. gone. Be vulnerable. That was like five years ago. Yeah. See. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. Still got some ego. Don't know. We go with my ego. <laughs> we, we go with my ego. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Drop the ego. It's I guess it's not it's not a weakness to to show that vulnerability. Um, you know, I've got a twelve year old son, mm. and who's a champion, by the way. And he is the most sensitive soul that I've ever met in my life and mm. I worry about him in in ways that he will be that will be frowned upon mm. um, but I believe that that is one of his greatest assets mm. and now I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think having that and 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 being able to to let go of that persona let go of the suit let go of the uniform mm. Um, and just, just be open and vulnerable and yeah. ask for help if you need it. Like there's people out there that will help. Mm. And as I was saying before, it's, <clears throat> it's taken me a while to arrive at this destination, but I know for a fact what I used to think was strength. You know, I grew up in a really hard town and was bullied and it was you know survival of not the fittest it was survival of the fucking strongest you needed to know how to look after yourself and there was a time when i didn't and i fucking hated it and i i measured strength off physical capability like can you fight your way out of a, a an unsavory um environment <clears throat> Whereas now I know without a shadow of doubt that that is not the case. In my opinion, there is an enormous amount of strength in one, accepting and identifying your weaknesses. So then you can work on those things and having that awareness. Um, so men don't just, like Candy said, just drop, drop the ego just for a moment. Even if it's for one moment in time, we, so you can reach out and talk to somebody. The last one I had, um, was to systemize systemize your world so 50 to 60 percent of what we do each day is the same as what we did the day before mm -hmm. in a business sense it's even more so where you can you systemize and i kind of feel like i'm taking i should be taking my own advice here where can you systemize things so you can create some leverage for yourself and leverage meaning just fucking free up some time so you can go and hang with your son so you can go and hang with your daughter so you can go and hang with the kids or hang with your important people or 
hang on an island by yourself to have some space. So how can you free up some time from the mundane things? Because um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. Any thoughts yeah. on systemizing? Any <laughs> thoughts on systemizing? Get your clothes um, ready at the end of the night. They're at the end of the bed. They're at the, you know, all yeah. those little things. A little bit of coffee in your cup in the morning. So when you get up, just hit the fucking, there it is. Yeah. All that type of shit. Yeah. Um, little things. Great. My thoughts on systemizing. Um, don't get too obsessed with systemizing. Mm. Um, don't, like, it's, it's that whole living in the moment thing again. Mm. It's that whole, you know, you're constantly thinking of what's going to happen in in tomorrow or in half an hour or mm. you know um, <laughs> i was watching a tv show hmm, last night um called the kindness diaries which is on netflix and it's like just one of those warm cuddles <laughs> are we gonna hug this out and there was like this redneck <laughs> redneck guy um who <laughs> Like from the middle of Alaska or something like this guy's from. Um, he had no, he was not an important person. He hadn't written books or anything. Um, but his, his knowledge and his, I guess, love for life, he just kind of said, he was like, you're not five minutes from now or you're not five minutes in the past. You are now you're here and you're now mm. um and i just went hey yeah <laughs> that's so true um yeah so just having that ability to go this is where i am mm. this is what i'm doing and i am gonna enjoy it for the this love it ladies and gentlemen the one and only candy mcnamara myotherapist mother wonderful, amazing, magnificently beautiful human being. I love you and I thank you for everything that you do for me and all these people. And now the rest of the world, hopefully, <laughs> uh, will get to share some time with Candy and enjoy some of her wisdom and insights. And I thank you for your time. Thank you. Bring it in, girl. Oh, there we go. See, I'm getting my support, men. That's one of my support <laughs> people, getting cuddles. Thank you, team. Go well. How good was that?